What's up? What's up? What's up? How's it going, guys? Welcome. This is Voices of the Black and Gold. I'm Nick, and this is Celso and Eric. I'm fucking stoked today, dude. Right? Like, we yep. won our first game, and we won it big. A lot of people said that we weren't going to win this match. I had a feeling we were. I put it out there. I said 3-0. It came out 3-0. Clean sheet first game. I'm I'm happy, man. I'm I'm really happy. It was hard for me to go to bed the night before, um, yes. but you know, I, I woke up energetic, felt good in the game. The energy, it, it felt well. Like it felt like a 2019 style feel of LAFC for me personally. Um, it didn't feel like the staleness that we had last year, and we got the win. Uh, now that's for me. Now you guys got to go and enjoy the bank which I'm jealous of. And um, so I'm sure the energy was different for you guys. So, uh, yeah, man, let's jump into it. Like, do you guys get nervous? Like, do you have... You, you can see that I'm all smiled, before? right? I any, can't stop smiling. The, the morning before, you know, like the day before, like when you're trying to go to bed, you know you're waking up and going to the bank the next day. How are you feeling? I mean, I, I, I go first. I tell you this. Um, it's what gets me to go back every time because right. it's that feeling before you get there and you right. never disappoint you're never disappointed even when the results were adverse last year i was always looking forward to the next game because i knew that there was a chance that they would actually show up so to see it all come together how we did first game um you know being the time that it was at 12 30 and still the fact that we had basically capacity you know it was great it was great to see the fans everybody get into it um, the new players, everything that we've been talking about, all that anxiety. I think we've been anxious for two months. Let's be honest. It wasn't one night. I haven't been sleeping good about LAFC for two months. So to see them take the field and actually perform in the way that we want them to, every single position, I was very excited about that. Carlos Val, of course, we're going to talk about it, was a star. But I think there's a lot to talk about beyond Carlos and oh, again, it's just, we got, we have it's a just lot an amazing day at the bank, man. I was we very have, happy. I had my kids with me. We'll leave it at that because that was a lot of work. But the game was a great, great game. One of the best LAFC games I've attended. Hey, man, taking the kids, making memories. This, this is all things that I'm, I'm a huge advocate for, right? Like yeah, you're absolutely. showing your kids this energy. You've, someone from Brazil that went and did this with your family and you're here and you're just showing your kids this is, is a real special thing. So I think that's amazing of you to take your kids and be dad and fan all together. So that's that's huge uh eric what about you man so you and the wife you, you know you are yeah. getting ready you're going the next day are is the energy high or are you sleeping well that night what's happening i i sleep pretty well you know because it was friday it was a long yeah. work week i was pretty worn out but okay. yeah woke up early saturday you know i it's not that i couldn't sleep it's just like i couldn't sleep in it was like christmas morning you know when you're a kid right. and it's like 4 30 p.m it's dark and you're trying to sneak down to open your presents you know and your parents are pissed and they're like they just want to sleep and you're like you don't care you're like it's time and that's what it was like we got there at about 10 o'clock to get a good amount of tailgating in the fans were there it was awesome ran into all kinds of people from that we you know from our the twitter spaces from this that have come on and so yeah just you know, it's it's like our Graceland. We just we see all our friends like a big family. I mean, the last couple of years, like win or lose, I just look forward to going to the bank. I mean, the scene is awesome and it's just 
man, you're with 22,000 other LAFC fans. It's just right. man, it's one of those places you feel hopeful. Home. LAFC yeah. fans. Because we were all very hopeful of what was going to come out of the season. And I think, you know, that was the big difference. Even coming into the last two seasons, I don't truly believe that we had the confidence. I mean, some people thought we were going to be favorites, right? Um, last year and the media particularly and after the games like two two games at home we already kind of saw what the reality was going to be so too it was very reassuring right to start the year the way that we did it wasn't you, a, you a know, weird two nothing win that we kind of didn't deserve it was convincing we were we were so spoiled our first two years you know 2018 for that year for an expansion team was great 2019 was phenomenal so it's like what the real fans and the fair weather fans, the ones that just show up, you know, when you're good, like for me, it was never a question, good or bad. If we're terrible, like I'm going to the bank because I love it there and I love seeing everybody. But, you know, there's a lot of fans that, you know, don't feel like that. And I, right. I you know, I've noticed this year, there's a lot of new faces around me. And I think a lot of fans after the last two years, uh, the ones that weren't really dedicated got out mm-hmm. and i think we're seeing more and more people that are just hey, and that's really, what we want right we don't want no yeah. fake fans right look we're, we're yeah. here for win win or lose right we're here so, to bleed yeah. black and gold and, and, and you, and you want we're, some we're recycling in that in those annuals um you know seats you know and i talked to people around me as well that did have their first season and other people that i didn't see around me so it was good to see that new fans are taking on right one mm-hmm. more right and, and i just like to see people come back versus throw it on you know if you go to an nba game in la more than likely you're you're going to see very few true season ticket holders because tickets have to be sold given the number of events and given the price of each event but for mls it's truly the same people are coming back over again people like eric they're always there and the people around eric and he knows everybody and i crash eric's seats every single game because (laughs) the first year i made friends with so many people around me i never wanted to move like we're all just like we like hanging out here every home game and watching the games and heckling players together and talking shit. And so, you know, yeah. none and of it's, it's a true park. Yeah, yeah, it's a true park. I love it. It's, it's, here's the thing that I would love to do is like really highlight each of the sections in the bank and show what it provides, not only from watching the game, but also some of the entertainment around it, whether it's the food and whether it's the fact that you can see the broadcasting, you know, again, right behind your section. The bank is a very unique spot like that. No matter where you sit, you have a different perspective on the game itself and the experience, right? I think it's very, very unique park. I love it. And I would love to make something bigger even, like to really highlight the parts of the stadium, just to, to try to put it in actual images, what we kind of feel every day when we go or every time that we go there. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, one, we, we're going to have to do it again next Sunday, you know, yeah, for but, us, you know, yeah, in this time. Chris wrote a real sense of community, family. So this I mean, year, true, you know. Right? Um, like that's, how the, that's how the bank feels, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Go ahead, and I was well, looking for that. You know, I was year, truly looking for that. This year, my buddy Jay, who, you know, you guys know he comes on. He made the Carson is not LA t-shirts. I've been going to games with him for five years. So it was his birthday the day before the game. And he, he's from Media in Mexico. You know, and his family was visiting from the Yucatan. Two of his cousins were huge football fans. You know, they, they love one is a Pumas, one's a Club America fan. But they were here. So instead of Disneyland for his birthday, I got the three of them tickets for the game. Beautiful. And, you know, um, you know Beautiful. once we get some sponsors, particularly an online web company, we could see where we got really cheap jerseys on sale. But in Christmas... <laughs> We got really cheap jerseys on sale, like 12 bucks. And so oh, I man. bought tons of them for Christmas presents. So 
I was able to gift them each an LAFC jersey. I got them really nice seats. They love Carlos Vela because they're from the, U- the Yucatan, just like Carlos Vela. He's, you know, he's a Cancun guy. So, and they got to see him do, do, get a hat trick. So, you know, just that day, we have two more two members more of the Black and Gold family. That's they're right. going to remember it their whole life, and they're always going to love LAFC. And, That's you know, right. we just... I, I feel like I'm an honorary uh, recruiter of this, this club. When I talk about it and I sense the typical MLS type of conversation oh it's mls and then you can see that they are uneducated on what it is and where it's now where, where we are right especially in los angeles and you start kind of giving them just a little hint you show a small video and you're like oh mm. and then suddenly you get a response back whether it's like a text or such so i have three people lined up to bring it with me so i you know to to convert them into lafc fans because unfortunately mm. they've watched other games in the city a while back whether in one of the two other teams that we have or we had here and had terrible experiences. Not only encouraged their ability to to enjoy soccer in LA, but it enjoyed their in a, it actually put them in a situation that they don't like MLS at all. Mm. They think it's they think it's trash, right? Because it's been sold in a in a, in, a, in a wrong light by you know the two other teams in the city. I mean, um, look, so I lived in California for a long time, and I we're doing th- we're doing I things really different. So it's, it's worth spending time on this because yeah, we are doing it, things really different and and building communities from the ground up. Where you know four years ago this didn't exist. It was no. not a group. It was no, not a group. It, it wasn't. And you know when I when I did find LAFC, I, I I stuck to it. And I felt like oh dude, this is something I can really get behind. But the other clubs in California, I never would could get behind anything that they sold you know even being a guy that really enjoyed watching Beckham over in Europe I couldn't couldn't get with it right it just wasn't for me maybe I just couldn't feel a part of it you know um but but yeah that, that's just that's my own personal yeah, if, thing if, however if it's plastic I'm, I'm sorry we don't need to talk much about it but yeah. it does feel artificial and for a guy that yeah. you know grew up going to Stodges stadiums that were built 100 years ago it it, felt, it never felt real. This feels real. Right. This feels no, it does yeah. feel real. This feels this, like this is the day I man. fell in love with LAFC right here. There it is. There LAFC it is. LAFC Sounders. Yeah. This is the first ever game. Well, they gave a little banner. Yeah, you uh, And that's you know that it was official. all over for me. So <laughs> nice. Anyways. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, listen, I've um, I've I've supported from the very beginning when they first started talking about this. I followed before we had colors or anything i followed you know because i wanted to trust something and find something that i could get behind so this was my something you know um but but yeah you know look uh lafc is special it really is this is something very special and um this team that they built this year is something special and i really feel this way i really really do i, I like that's i was so confident to say 3-0 because i really do believe that we have found the right combination of veteran players that we need with some of the young talent that we have like look I wasn't happy with Duke leaving, right? It wasn't the best idea, but what we got for him, I'm okay with that now. And when I look back, if that makes any sense, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, this is okay. You know, we got a, a an Acosta and we got Ilya in, in the middle that we are okay if we lose yeah. Duke there. We're, and we have some deep. young guys like Janela that could be there for the young guy, right? Like he's learning from two good veteran uh, MLS veterans to really understand what he needs to do in this play that we have at LAFC. Um, but we're, we're you, jumping you ahead. You just don't want to post- alienate your youth, right? And that's no. been the only concern with the reboot. 
if you want to right. call whatever you want to call it, is that you're replacing super young guys that were up and coming with proven guys. But that is the right formula if you want to win. Um, we're not Dallas. We're not trying to breed talent and just put them up in, in Europe for millions of dollars. That's not what we're trying to do at all. So yep. all the right. formula was let's get let's pick the best player of each squad that inflicted pain on us, you know, except for maybe Seattle and a couple of the top guys and sign them. Yeah. And just and basically get did. better when you, by when making you... our opponents worse. We've made SKC worse by taking Ely Sanchez from them. We've made Colorado Rapids worse by taking um, oh, across from them. Thank and you, I, I said, I um, because agreeing. they got K, right? No, momentarily, they got better than us because they took a player from us, right? And they gained one. So I- I- immediately, it's a, I- I- you lose some. But now we got the better player back. That's and, my point. And, and K is now realizing that probably that he's now in a weaker team that that was my argument right because everybody's like oh dude we really need to worry about colorado and i'm like yeah but dude we have a costa right which was their big he was their altuesta almost right and then you looked at new york how mad they struggled missing uh Ilya sanchez and you're like yo i I literally wrote this to you too and i'm like you know, it really does have me thinking. And then you reminded me of Capo. Like, we literally went out and said, let me get your best player. Let me get your best player. I'll take your best player. And, you know, like, that's great for us. And people yeah. are like, oh, that's, that's MLS, um, you know, tra- whatever, dude. Whatever was one man's trash is another man's treasure. And we'll take but that treasure right now. Nick, and I'll tell you this. Don't sleep on Sporting Man. Guys. Don't sleep on Peter Verms. He knows the West well. He yeah. was at Al- Atlanta Without Ily, which is replaceable, and without Keita, the other midfielder that is not replaceable, I feel, they for SKC. For sure. And they have Alan Pulido also that is out, but they've just brought someone new that will get better. So don't sleep on SKC. SKC will be fine and likely finish top, and we'll go to the playoffs again. Verms will not miss the playoffs again. Now, they were at Atlanta, like a hot team, full, full loaded with talent. And uh, missing some key guys. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's we win. We gain way more with Ily Sanchez in our squad that they lose. And that's why this trade or whatever it was, this signing was so pivotal for us because mm-hmm. he is a perfect match for our team, whereas over there he was playing center back. So it was a whole 180. And I do believe that as long as he's healthy and continues to play with us, he's going to be the difference maker in this midfield right. that would allow Vela and those guys to continue to be better. And the stats already showed that for one game. And we can go so, up to those. Crazy Fellow on Twitter sent a message to us, and we can't show it because it's on Twitter, Crazy Fellow. So, if you go to YouTube, we can. But it says that the uh, TIFO, he's talking about the TIFO. The TIFO was fire. Everybody enjoyed the TIFO. There were some beautiful pictures of the TIFO. Wow, it really was a good, good one. Um, good job to the 3252 for the TIFO. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, I, I do agree. I don't think uh, uh, SKC is just going to sleep on him. I'm just making a point of, man, we got some really good veteran players to put with our oh, yeah. guys, right? And, I love and it. It, it's it what goes, we wanted, it, right? Last it, year we talked so much about how bad it was that we didn't bro, have veteran players. We talked so much about it. We talked so much about it, right? And we, we talked about wanting leaders. Like this was the conversation for us for – months is leaders leaders and we have so many now if vela doesn't want to be that boisterous leader that we 
wanted him to be that Altuesta ended up being. Now we have that in Acosta and Ili and and Capo, man. Capo yeah. was back there telling them exactly what they he needed to do. And even on the spaces earlier, you heard Nelson say the back line looked was being yeah. uh, uh, told what to do by Capo so well. And um, I think you know, that's something that we do need to – yeah, I was Mario as well, you know, and may, maybe that was part of it last year with Segura gone that Mario is just a guy that needs he needs some direction. He needs, you know, he needs somebody vocally to kind of lead him around because he looked last game like the Mario that first showed up here from Columbia, you know, his first six to eight games. He just he was out of his mind. And, um, you know, it was it was really something. And then when Segura went out, you know, his play just kind of fell off. You know, and and hopefully, hopefully with Cropo back there and a little more kind of organization, you know, which maybe there wasn't anybody doing that before. He's going to start looking like the original Mario that was was here. And, you know, the last the last seven, eight months is going to turn out to be just a slump, you know, and we're going to forget about it down the line because, man, that guy was sacrificing his body. He he took a beating that he took, he's an like, aggressive player, right? He and that's he his style. But well, problem with aggressive players is that they're going to make mistakes. But well, when you, you know, have people that can cover your ass for the mistakes, then you're okay. And I think when mm -hmm. Segura was there, he was literally covering everybody's ass, right? He was literally saving balls from the line. You know what I mean? And when he was thing, not there, like Murillo had to be the last man, and he couldn't save anybody's ass. And that's you know, the issue, Murillo, right? Murillo was—he's not a guy I've really thought of as an aggressive player. And even when he first came, uh, Bradley used to say that was—he wanted to see more more meanness. He was like such a nice, friendly, smiling, happy guy. And he just—you know—if you're going to play defense, you just have to have a mean streak in you. You know, like like Fall does. You know, Fall that guy. He's he's gonna get some red cards this year, you know, over under two games. Like how soon? But you know, he he he's got a hot head on him, you know. And uh, but Mario, I started to see more of that out of him as well, you know. And that's and that's kind of a lot of it with him is just for, to me, he lacked the intensity and the physicality with people. You know, he has the physical attributes to it, but like he's kind of just a nice, happy guy at the same time. So you know, I think if he. If he really you wanted them, to, you want him to lay someone down essentially. Oh yeah, cross yeah. him in it because he doesn't. You're right. He's very finesse for a guy, and he plays finesse. He, you know, he likes to pass. He likes to dribble. He likes to come out playing. You know, and you're absolutely right. He, what he, but what he doesn't do is split someone in half when they're coming at you, which is what I, I, I admire on center backs that you're violent when you have to be in in, oh, the, yeah. in the spirit of the game, right? Without, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, a hard foul. That yeah. means business. You let them know you're your, there, you know. And tells your opponent, you stay down there two minutes and you think about what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And that gives your team time to breathe. And Bob was horrible with that. And we talked about the lack of aggressiveness that we've had. When you compare statistics between the two games, between Colorado at Colorado and the one that we had here, like we've had four yellow cards, right? Mamadou should have had a red. That kind of aggressiveness is Chirondal ball, in my opinion. That's the trademark. I don't believe he's an accident in those guys. But being a defensive man, he was like, we got to pump it up, guys. Right. It's right. our house. Split them up. Get so, a card if you have to. Soccer it's an 89th USA, minute, right? Soccer, soccer USA says Capo's uh, presence and awareness makes a difference, and it does, right? Like, that's what we're talking about. Back on the back line, he's he's telling Escobar. He's talking to Mario. I mean, it was. the The communication was there. And I do hate to keep on going back to what our conversations last year, but you did. I mean, we did say a few times about 
Tomas and about some of the other keepers. They need to be more boisterous. They need to tell this person where to be and this person. They need to control that back line a little bit more. Or someone needs to. Or isn't there. Yeah. We kept on asking Palos for has it. tried and a now, bit and he was failing miserably at it. You know, now it's Capola. I think he is the guy. Um, you know, but um, yeah, it was it was great to see Capola sticking up for the for the guys, right? Like uh, it was good watching him and in the video that dropped from uh, you know the new hype video from uh, you know the, the the guys over at Cypressil and stuff, and and uh, they put that to Capola battling the two guys, just saying you know this is for LA. I thought it was a great video. Um, but it, you know, it just shows him being a boss, right? Like the big, the big guy. I mean, what is he like six, four holding two dudes back saying, get away from my captain, bro. Don't, don't even talk to my captain. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love yeah, that. And then Acosta comes in and just like, yo, I don't care who you were, what team that you were, we're going to settle this on the field because this is how it is now. And I thought that spoke, he wasn't <laughs> oh, even good. trying to put the other guys down. Right. He that was whole like, thing. No. That whole thing you started. You don't want any um, of this. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That that whole thing started the um the oh I can't remember the name, the Colorado forward. Um he came in at fall and like and fall just like decked the guy. Like, you know, off of the play and he just went down and that's what started the whole scrum. And I noticed we were watching the game, the cameras didn't get it. But, like, from the stands, like, I don't know if he elbowed him or whatever, but he laid that dude down. Like, he came in on a hard foul on fall, and fall just, bam, put him out. And that's what started the whole thing. And then Barrios ran over, and then Crepo came out. You know, it was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was something. Yeah, Crepo was really quick to go, and he got a yellow card for that. And, um, you know, I thought that was the kind of yellow card you need to, you need to get. It's yeah. worth it. You no, get it's five of those before and you get suspended, and we were pretty deep, so we can afford a couple of those. It showed he has their backs, right? It shows, like, hey, dude, I'm a team player. Like, I'll I'll take this yellow for you. I have your yeah. back. Uh, yeah, Chris says about the um, about the chant, the LAFC chants at the end. I hate that we miss that. I, I wish they would show it more for us. But the great part about social media is that. You know, you guys do show it to us, so we get to enjoy it with you. Like after um, is the only time we get to see it, but it is cool that them that uh, you know all the new guys stood out there. They did three of those LAFC chants, or you know the LAFC thing with you guys, and that's pretty cool for the three goals. Um, but that does move us into what we should have been talking about from the beginning, which I plan to talk about, but we got off track. That's how this thing rolls. Is we need to talk about Vela. Vela in that left fucking foot of his, right? I mean, this is the foot, bro. He got the foot back. He brought the foot back from 2019, and I'm convinced of it. He's thin. Not he looks sorta. good. He looks good. He's thin. I'm ready for it. You know, like if he, if we're going to put down three the first game, how many are we going to put down for the rest of the season? That's what I'm asking. I'm dead serious. How many can he do? Can he be a golden boot winner again? Eric? You, you know, Vela – Vela's in negotiations for that next contract, you know? So like his, you know, that the one thing and his criticism he's always gotten is that, you know, when he's up for a contract, he balls out. He gets that contract, he plays and it kind of falls off, whether it was at Arsenal, whether it was at Sociodad, wherever, like it's, it's something that follows him because, you know, as it's a very poorly kept secret, 
his passion really isn't in for the game. You know, to him, it's a job. And, you know, there's other things he loves, but he's very good at it. So it's what he does, you know. So I wonder if it ebbs and flows like that, you know, or, he, you know, if he's going to sign that contract and then kind of fall off or, you know. The, the other thing is on this, again, you know, is, is he has been injured a lot the last two years. You know, he made it through 90 minutes. So that's great, you know, mm-hmm. but he needs to make it through some more 90 minutes. So, yeah, this this whole contract thing is uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's a pretty classic star player negotiation. He's going to want a lot of time on it, you know, like three years. He's 33 years old, 32 years old, you know, so a three year contract puts him up to like 35, you know, which in soccer hey. years, it's, it's it's getting close to the end. You know, Soccer USA says, well, how old is Josie? telling JT, show me the money. And then Chris says, hey, 24-year-old deal. 20, 20, how old is Josie Altidore this year? The man. Yeah. Josie, I think, is like 33. Okay, so that's my concern, that we get someone that is Josie Altidore, basically, that you know will we'll end his career with the team that he did so much for in the bench because he can't play because of fitness issues and because mm. – Someone else like a Tajor Shirati and and an Opoku are just flying over him because he mm. just can't stay healthy. I mean, if he can't stay healthy, we not even we don't even need yeah, to talk about this because I, the guy's worth every penny. Let, 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 let's let's try to look past that right now. And I know I'm being I'm saying something that we shouldn't be saying. I get it, but he was unhealthy for two years, right? He looks the best he has looked in those two years. Maybe he did take these two years off, got completely healthy, and this year is the year that he's going to put it all. But you know, if, yeah. two, and hamstrings two, are known to be that kind of injury. Yeah. But two Celsos, does he play the best to y'all both your points? Does he play the best this year? We give him the deal, and then it's another fucking two years that he's on the bench. Well, it could be because it, his history of injuries tells you that it could, something else could break. You know, he, he's had issues with his ankle. He's had issues now with the hamstring like two or three times, which out, it was after a knee uh, issue. So it, it's been a different thing every time, and you don't know if one thing caused the other. But the last one being hamstring, that thing got hurt three times, right? And it's an injury that if, if you speed up recovery, you hurt it again, and then it's going to take you twice to get back. So he was probably right. rushed in one of these times, you know, and LFC has something probably to be blamed about. Well, so and if there's a lost season, it was probably on us, yeah. right? Because we it's probably really, should have shut him down. So Chris really, said Vela is better than Josie ever was, and uh, Soccer USA uh, said he didn't like Bradley. He yeah, didn't like yeah, I see that one. It's true. out of here. Bring, bring, this is why we got rid of him. Sorry, we, we, we felt that game. he wasn't using our players the right way. We knew <laughs> his injuries really seemed to lag for a long time last no, year. Did. Like, uh, it's just it's it's a minor injury to the quad, minor quad quad strain, and then he's out for like four and a half months. You know, it's like definitely it's like that injury should have been should have been healed up by then. But I think moving forward, if we knew for sure that like Vela was going to go two two and a half years without being injured. Absolutely. It's like not even a question question, to not sign him, you know, to, to me, it's like, he's occupying a DP slot, you know, we Mm. have three of those, that's it, you know? So if we lock him in for three and a half, three, three and a half years, let's just say, which is really long time, you know, and, and he spends half of that time injured. That's half of the time missing the DP. Like, you know, Mm. is it better to have somebody who's a little more durable at it, you know? And that's, 
that's my big fear is that he gets locked in and then he goes, you know, he goes down because the older yeah. you get, the more likely it is you get hurt and you just got to look at, you know, his history on it. So it's a, it's an interesting dilemma. I mean, it's really a dilemma. Like it's hard to say which way to go. People yeah. are like, sign them, don't sign them. It's like, they're both valid. So, so this is where I'm the way I see honest. it. This is the year that he's not going to get hurt. So if there's yeah, a good no, way to sign him, I mean, well, you don't usually get hurt three years in a row and decide that you're still good to fit. You'd probably yeah. consider retirement if you lost three seasons in a row, right? You probably would see his career in a different way. And we would know that he would not be, he would not have any offers from outside of the country. He would not have any offers from Miami. Go to Miami then, man. Like, good luck. If you're going to be hurt yeah. next year again, if you're hurt three years in a row with us, you have to go. So we're doing he, the right I don't thing. Think he'll be Give hurt us some again. games. Let's see. I don't if he think can he'll be, be hurt. I think he's going to. I think he's yeah. going to do well. And look, I've I've been clear about this. 2018-19, Vela was the best player. He was the face of MLS. I've tweeted this out. I know that there's. what well, I'm just going to be clear. This is on video. Let's go on and put it out there. Vela is no longer the face of MLS because he doesn't want to be. He doesn't well, want to do the interviews. He doesn't want to do the interviews. He doesn't want to do any of that stuff. You have these other guys coming over from other other clubs that they will do those. So they have became the face. And yeah. Bella is the face of this team when he wants to be. He wasn't last year because he wasn't playing. So it was more of like the Chicharito coming in. But if Vela wants to put in this type of work, he will be the face of this team and can be back the face of MLS if he chooses to. But the issue with him not doing interviews and stuff it makes it where he probably won't be. But maybe that isn't what he wants. Maybe he just wants yeah, to be. Yeah, and you know what, Nick? He did do interviews. Who did he do the interviews with this week, this past week? I don't know. Yeah, who did he? He went to the saw. He went to ESPN twice, oh, did he? right? Twice. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, he went to Soccer America. Didn't he? Like, he had good clips of him talking about it. You know what I mean? So, he, he does speak. He just, he just wants to speak to the national media. It, 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 you know, he right. doesn't want to talk to LAFC media anymore. I understand. Hot take, let Vela walk and go get Grease. Hey, who is this guy? You can't get Grease, man. <laughs> who is this guy? is not available. Who is this guy? not available no, right don't now. Don't you tell me he's not available. He's always yeah, available. I will he's say this. He's always available and he will play for Isco, Isco is the best chance. And there were, you know, I think Isco is a good fit. And ESPN also said it. I didn't say it. But if you, given the, the fact that that contract's ending, where that player is, the market, the time that we'll have, that ESCO to LAFC is possible. Unless right. you believe the rumors that the next DP will be South America. I mean, you know, if Vela, Vela is, he was the best player in 2019. And as of right now, he is the best player of 2022. If the season ended tomorrow, He's MVP yeah. again, you know. Well, so sure. yeah, he was the man of the <laughs> he was the man of the week. He was the one week. Agree. Yeah. No, so no, no, so just what I'm saying. That's it. We're my done. Last <laughs> personal opinion on this: if he was, if we take him for another year yeah, and a half DP contract to the end of the '23 season, I think this is a fantastic move. You know, I agree. If yeah. they start going two and a half to the '24 season, I think it starts getting too risky. You know, anything beyond a year and a half. I even think a year and but a half. But Eric, is what is the risk of having a third DP that won't play, but he's he will retire uh, 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 an LAFC player? What is the risk in that? We can win with two DPs. We've proven that. It so be if nice he wants free, to be, though. if he wants to be a bum at the at the end of his career, right with us after giving us his heart and soul for eighteen, give him give that man the third year. Don't make the third year the reason why you don't get the first year out of the man. That is a ridiculous mindset. 
pay. You no. will you deal know? with the buyout. MLS has buyout clauses, man. You know that. You probably I know that better than believe, me. I truly believe that that they're going to make it work. Contract um, length should not be the reason why we don't sign this man. Let me channel no, Garrett here and say, and let me say, it's not nostalgia FC. Oh, but true. if he's, if, if, if he's going to give you form, if he's going to give you form, and he's going to be the best player in the, you know, when, when he's playing, when he's playing, and he's going to play at least 65% of the games, right? And now you have Tajoro Shirati. Now you have Chicho Arango. Now you have Opoku. Now you have a deep ass midfield, right? Now you're that signing guys midfield. Dude, it is a <laughs> risk free opportunity for us. I yeah. think Carlos Vela should retire now. You don't want him to go to Miami, man. Nah, I don't that think he will. It's bad for the brand. It's bad for the league. It's bad for the brand. Yeah, he's he, he's better for the league. I'm saying he don't want to be the face anymore, and I, he's past that, and I'm okay with that. It could now, happen. Now he, Bruce Arena pick him up LAFC. like this. Now be Recover. the man for LAFC. Be this guy that we all know that you can be from 2018-19. Be the Golden Boot winner again. Let's see those. Let's see that left foot that I'm about to show you. But first, we're going to address this. Vela bring the cup. He'll have a statue. Absolutely, he'll yep, have a statue. Yep. statue he deserves a statue. Sure. No sure. question, he will deserve a, tr a statue. We got a true on that. Yeah. We got, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean uh, you can't. What, what, what are you waiting for? 3252 deserves a statue. They do. Hey, they deserve a statue. They do a lot for the club. I get it. And then they, they uh, don't deserve the, the away games last year. If he sure. brings the cup, uh, it'll start the building. Yep, that's true. That's very true. All right, so yeah. look, let, let's watch a little bit of these, um, the magic of Vela. Right. We're just going to start off with the easy penalty kick. Just something for us all to get excited about. The first, actually, reason this one is in there is because this is the first goal. And for you that don't know, is that Celso now has to put the number 10 on the back of his jersey because this is the first goal that goes in the net of 2022, which is why we added a penalty kick to this highlight reel. <laughs> I love it. Vela looks straight at the ball. There's the whistle for the referee. Carlos Vela from uh, the penalty spot. Yes, it's 1 nothing. 29 minutes into the match, and it's LAFC on top. Miguel Berry and Derek Etienne. Look at that. Look at that C4. For the Ohio club. Look at that ball. Vela, is he on side? I guess he is. Vela, yes. But and I'm not complaining. Now let's pause right there because so that no goal has, we can talk just about that goal. Take like 15 minutes because there's no a lot going on. That was a great was goal, sides, right? Like it was a great goal, great pass from Sifu. Sifu looked great right there. It, the, the 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 positioning of all the guys on that pitch at that particular point is is a really wonderful thing to see. They weren't bunched. They weren't spread too far apart. They understood where each other was. It, Sifu, when he looked up, he knew where where Vela was supposed to be. When he he looked up and he was already kicking, bro. It was absolutely beautiful. Go ahead. Sifu is becoming sorry, that kind of player. He's that <laughs> you know, kind of player now. Number one, I remember when that pass happened and like where I was sitting, I didn't really have the angle either, and I was like, that doesn't look up very off, very on sides to me. And then, and then when you see like Vela with like eight yards of distance between him and Abubakar, you're like, you're like, all right, his running speed and his running speed, like how is he that far apart? But um, you know, I'm I can stand to be wrong on that. But two what, two touches, right? Which is my thing with B Rod. 
He needs to do two touches and kick. Three touches, you're never going to score. Watch yeah. Vela goals and then notice how many touches he does before he fires. Because well, your chance of scoring goes down, you know, the probability of scoring goes down tremendously the more touches you have. And the, that's the, other, the issue with Brian Rodriguez, right? That's why yeah. he's ineffective. If he does one-two punch, he's going to be a better player. The thing I loved about the Vela goal is that, you know, the, he lets the ball bounce. He takes it off his chest, puts it in front of him. And then he just, the whole time, Abubakar, who's probably a little quicker, is trying to get around him. And he just used his body enough that, you know, he made Abubakar pick, you're going you're gonna to red card and be kicked out of this, or I'm going to get a shot on net. Like he, you know, and Abubakar is a smart player. He figured, you know, the team's better not going down to 10 men at this point. But, um, you know, Vela, the way he used his body on that play was absolutely perfect. 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 And even the guys on the thing, they were like, hold on, is he on? Is he like the, the way that they were called? It was yeah. funny. And we watched it obviously on replay a lot on, on TV. Right. And they're trying to figure out. And then you see, they're like, no, this is good. This is good. They, they, you know? they, that like, was a far goal, right? At the uh -huh. end that they had to review it. Yeah. yeah, I, they you, did. I, you know, I, I wonder with that one, if, if the VAR didn't have a good angle, like didn't have a, what is it like clear evidence that it was, wrong you know like i'm not sure that's just me I'll, I'll do some magic there I, i've been able to do that like well with the mama do fall against atlanta you know like when you kind of freeze the image and like you kind of change it i'll try to do something with that because i'm cool. curious i didn't Please look do. at that i didn't think he was in uh Please you do. know even near being uh yeah. offsides but uh and then, i mean you know, you know, same that, line is this is, is, just, is good for me you know if he's in the same line you're good yeah you know, it, it, it counts like, you know, and, and I could be wrong. Maybe he was onside. It's just, you know, I never, I haven't seen an angle of it that really showed yeah. anything at all yeah. on it. Yeah. So I, but, I just have a feeling that no angle that does show it was captured at all. So that's just kind of, that's kind of it. But um, yeah, but we, we should talk, we should back backtrack a little bit and talk yeah. about Jose Cifuentes and the kind of yeah, game that he had. One more time. You know, I, it, let's play one more time because it's, Barry it's impressive. And Derek Etienne, the goals for the Ohio club. <laughs> Bella, is hey, he can you go back? I guess he is. Bella! Yes! Student after this is Carlos Vera! 35th minute! <laughs> Go, go back, go Brah. back to where Sifu, like, watch the Colorado players. Sifu yeah, he, he stiff arms it, and then he's down. It, it put in on the, the big one, yeah. He's down and, like, smacks the ground and angry. Yeah, he's like, he because he wants a call. He wants a call. He's like, bitching, he's a call, right? And and anytime a player wants a call, that means you got an advantage. Go. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. No, he's you get Barry and Derek Etienne, the goals. Oh, the and he goes, like, what is this? <laughs> Done. Villa, is he on side? Yes, he is. Yes. That's is it? Carlos Vera, 35th minute. Flat on his back, like couldn't even catch himself. Bro. Yeah, between like, between Cifuentes and Opoku, man, those guys were pressing a lot. They were using the high press and just really being successful and taking the ball, especially Cifuentes. He was everywhere, you know, and, and being that aggressor, you know, that the punisher that 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 we've always wanted right True. the problem that i will pose here is whether we're able to replicate this type of high pressure against a really good team um because i saw this type of game from cifuentes when we played austin at austin and he just stole the scene and and it was a very similar game we, it was very mm -hmm. one-sided 
we actually just scored goals that we should have versus right. you know like if you recall last last season we were just missing goals after goals but right when he becomes that like he goes beast mode you know get out of the way and he was everywhere that little blonde mop it was easy to it was easy to locate and it was no, moving it was, man it was, i was happy to see it but you, you know, know it was fun line, but but you know i gotta go back to it and i'm always sounding like the one that likes to hurt people but it's the power. It's him pushing that kid around. It's the kid being so frustrated that he has been pushed around that whole game that he slaps the ground, right? Like, I love this. I love the fact that he is well, like... I, I think he thought he was fouled. I think he yeah, thought but, he was fouled. But he, but he, he wasn't fouled, dude. He was he just was manhandled. He was, it's he a was stiff arm, manhandled. especially when he, he lost the, the ball. He he was, you are 15 pounds lighter than me, and you are a child, and let me show you what a <laughs> man bod looks like real quick. Right? Between Opoko and him, it was this high press that just was suffocating, and they just didn't know what to do. You know, Sifuentes on the right side, you know, like truly coming up and then distributing the ball feeding Vela and allowing Vela to just kind of kick and be himself and be dangerous, right? And not being too much of a focal point. Last right. season, Vela had to come get the ball in the midfield and sort of bring that up. He's right. not that kind of player. And that's actually, he gets hurt, yeah. right? Because we were asking right. him to cross. He got hurt on a big cross, you know, like yeah. maybe that is something he doesn't want to do this year. You know, right, Let's watch it one more time him. and then we'll move into the third goal. Very and Derek Etienne, the goals for the Ohio club. Vela, is he on side? I guess he is. Vela! Not, yes. not to mention the Colorado player all over him on his back. Him putting Vela pushing him off to make that goal. I wish I had the other angle of that. Abubakar, uh, the, guy with the, dread, the, the, guy, the guy with the dreads, what's his name? Yeah, Abubakar. He's Abubakar. one of the top He's all over him. He's, He's all over him. It could have been a foul. But... We made it. So it didn't even matter at that point, right? It didn't even matter. But that could have been a card had we not scored that, that goal. If Vela would have went down, you know. That's to the nothing, is it? Carlos Vera, 35th minute. Here comes Cifuentes. And then let's go. There is again Cifuentes, right side. Vela. Vela! That's the left foot. That's that left foot. Now, That's the left foot. Everybody forgot about that shot. You know. Okay, so that shot, that shot should not have gone in. A good goalkeeper stops that goal. So this is where like the stat, the stat hating people like yeah. this. So, well, we'll, we'll have a, a problem with, with this. Knows that Carlos Vela that is a low probability him. shot. That is a low probability shot that the best goalkeepers in this league or in this world would stop. Right. And uh, but. Again, just trying to be a party pooper, Debbie Downer. That's what I do, you know. Bring oh, the stat that kind of shows be because Downer, what that means, bro. what what that means is that Cifuentes' X assistance is actually much lower than the two that he got, even though he was credited with that assistance in the second goal. That was truly not an assistance. He just passed to someone that just kicked it, and suddenly that ball was in. So when you look at Cifuentes' X assistance, for example, it's .03 for that goal, even though he got one assist for the whole thing. So mm. being an assister to Carlos Vela is good for you because he mm. turns things that other people won't do it into goals. So okay. that's, that's the side of that. That's we when did. the expected assistance is different from the actual assistance count. For, so also, look, looking guy. at that last comment, um, 
what what was our X goals last game compared to, uh, you know, we got three goals. Was our X goal below three? It was, yeah. It was two. Two against zero four. So we, and this is what I'm trying to say, that Carlos Vela goal should not have happened, right? It, it was a fluke in, in, in a very crappy way to say it. It was a beautiful goal. Right, but it was the a beautiful goal. goal. It, stop- was it was goal stoppable. Of the 2019, it was stoppable. What I'm trying to say, is that, like, it was stoppable. It was oh, yeah. not impossible yeah, to stop. And this is what these things measure, right? No, I, I mean, Based I, on I speed, distance, and placement. It, you know. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing. It's like, how many goalies haven't seen the video of Vela scoring that exact shot like 20 times in MLS over the last four years? You know, like that's his shot. Like that goalie yeah. for some reason just forgot it's Carlos Vela. Yeah, and, and listen, and this is what I was trying to say today on Twitter, right? There were four teams that played CCL games, and their X goals were all bad, right? So don't tell me it's not correlated. Oh, you know, I don't see the correlation. Well, look at the X goals. None of them were able to generate good attacking momentum outside of the only team that didn't play 90 minutes in the CCL. So don't tell me it's, it's not correlated. Absolutely, it's correlated. And the team that were playing CCL, the teams that played harsh games, the teams that lost, right? Those were the teams that suffered the most, especially they were on the road, which we know that, you know, when you play on the road in MLS, you know, you're going to have a hard time. Mm-hmm. So it was expected for us to win. I like the fact that you called it a 3 nothing win. I thought we were going to fumble and just ended up with an extra, you know, with the, the perennial 3-1, to one, no clean sheets. Eric was basically saying we're going to come out of a tie because he was still kind of getting over the 5-2 uh, beat down that, that, that was applied by that different Colorado team, you know, that beat us, you know, where Betashore was playing. You know, Betashore, where was Betashore? And our, and our, our offense. Everything about this Colorado crazy. team was different from the last team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, listen, I, I, I don't know, man. For me, it, it didn't feel like a team that I was going to worry about. Um, but, you know, look, they, they, it's a great transition into the next game, right? We got Portland. And this is a team that I do have us for a draw. I wouldn't, I really don't want it to be a draw. I want it to be a win. Um, At the Bank of California, I expect nothing more. I want to win. Like when we're at home, I want to win. When we're on the road, I'll accept it. We have to win. We have to win. I want to win at home. I don't want to lose. I don't want to be a team that people would say, hey, we could go there and win. No, I want them to fucking understand when they see the 3252 that they can't beat us. They are worried about the noise and that we are going to come out there and we're going to win this game. And, and Nick, that would make it two in a row for a a team that has never done it before. Right? So now you don't want Savarese, the young other coach, to come in in your house and just, just. shit in your beautiful number it one and oh like record that you had if you're steve trongo right you That's want right. you want to really control the narrative in your locker room and say everybody gets to work here don't That's you right. get excited you just didn't you did nothing right like right. treat them like shit for one week you know what i mean because the portland game is the game right and i really believe that if we beat them that's when we can start being really considered um, a top performer. If right. we tie it, I don't like it. We Chris, have. I am an, on an, fire. Listen, we have I'm an obligation fire, to win the big games at home, and there is no bigger game than Portland no. for us at home no, in the beginning stretch. Here. Spaces, and we're about to go across across the country to Florida twice to play right. a tough Orlando team that's going to give us hell. I don't like that game at all. You saw what they did yesterday. And then we're going to have to play Miami. And Miami's no joke. Miami's no right. joke. And it's going to be a party. And our guys might be unfocused. So we better get the W at the bank, man. 
Yeah, this no, we better get the, we better win. get the win. We better get the win, and I I really do expect um you know I, I expect the guys to come out there firing. But the, I see this as almost a rivalry game. I said this on Spaces, Eric. What, what do you think about Portland and, and and LAFC? Do you see it as a rivalry, or is it just something I do? Because it I feels like I, we played them one of the one of the teams that we played the hardest against, and it's always a battle. Look, they're they're a you know mm-hmm. for anything right. else, they're a divisional rival. But, I mean, for me personally, we only have one rival. Our, we only have one team that's a rival to us, and they're the ones across town. You know, like San Jose is in our state, great. You know, Portland's – I mean, Seattle can have a bigger argument for another, like, rival. But, you know, they're just good teams that that are in our conference, so we see them a lot, you know. And that's – to me, that's kind of that's kind of how it is. Now, with that, Savarisi – a great physical coach, good tactical coach, you know, tends to play, tends to play counterattacking. You know, they, they tend to sit back. They play very physically. Um, I, I seem to think a lot of their goals against us kind of come from like earlier crosses and they just mm-hmm. kind of would muscle our guys out. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think that our team has a new look and we are a much more physical team. I think the last game we had was the most physical I've ever seen our team play in all of our years, you know? And so, I think they're ready to go toe to toe physically with any team. And that's, that's, what's going to be interesting because they seem to have the finesse also. So, you know, that's the big thing for me is the physical team against physical team. Yimmy Chara is a very physical forward, beautiful bicycle kick last game. Mia's Goda up front, very big physical guy. Um, Asparilla, you know, for, for the position he plays, he, he's a smaller guy to play on the left, you know, left mid left wing role. Um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think Portland's going to be tough. And uh, I, I had this one as a draw earlier. I Colorado as a draw. You know, I, I feel better about us winning this game than I did before Colorado. Like, I think I think we can come away with it, but I think it's going to be tough. And uh, I think this is a game I've been, you know, I've, I said earlier, like, I think Fall is going to get some straight reds this year just because, He's got a bit of a temper, and this is a game where I could see him getting sent off. You know, mm-hmm. like, we'll see, but I, I could see it because it's going to be a physical game. Yeah, you know, it's um. First of all, I want to I want to talk about these comments. You guys are amazing. I, I appreciate the interaction with you guys. Uh, it was a real going. Sasha Berea. Uh, the timbers are going to go timber. Oh, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love this. By the way, Daron Spree was one of my favorite players. He always destroys all FC. I always DM him and say, like, stop destroying my team. Like, I truly I, I appreciate the type of football he plays. You know, I don't do a lot of that for opponents. Um, but I actually think he's one of the better players in this league. And uh, as long as we can contain him and we have some good defense in the Charas, we are going to be okay. They've lost a lot of people as well. They lost um, some of the leaders in the past, like Ebo Beast and Valeri, that were essential against LAFC. And so, in my opinion, even though they're still like Portland and they won the West, we're at home. We have more firepower and we're a more complete team. Yeah. And Andy Paul's a well big to loss, them. too, for his off field. Was that? You know. Andy Polo, they they've lost him for the year. He yeah, Polo he was Polo was good. Some, you know, uh, he played against uh, some good games again. He has seven games against us. You know, and 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 in a very very good forward as well. But again, I think it's gonna be about you know the Moras and the and the Charas, right? It's always about the same guys that that come to 
come ready to play. And if you do a good job defending them, and if Vela can be Vela, Vela is actually still the top scorer for LAFC in this series. I still feel, feel that we yeah. can come up but on Sebastian top. Sebastian Blanco is Vela needs guy to be Vela. We watch out for. Blanco now they are going to see. They're going to see. Just sit back and relax, right? If you look again, historically, when they come to the bank, you're absolutely right, Eric. The X go between the two teams tend to be extremely low. Nobody's trying to lose this game, so I expect Chirondolo also to build from the back and be less aggressive than we want perhaps him to be. And, you know, it might even explain why in the first 20 minutes of the game, you know, it seems like we have a slower pace. It could be Chirondolo ball. Calm down, guys. No matter what, don't get scored in the first 20. You know right. what I mean? Stuff like that. Right. Defensive-minded coaches, right? Don't get behind the score. Beat them down through repetition. Be good at your fundamentals. Challenge every ball. Don't give up on crossings, right? Be strong in the box. That's why Mamadou Fall is playing, man. He's a much better aerial player than anyone that we have. And we've had an issue with aerial balls. So I, as long as we can defend the aerial balls, the cross as well, right, and stop their containment with Daron and, and whoever else they have, I think we're going to win. I actually yeah. changed my pick for much. Um, it's interesting. And, and I'm confident now that we're going to win. Well, it's interesting. I would like to change mine to a win, also, but I'm gonna stick. <laughs> no, I'm gonna stick with the tie. I'm saying okay. I would like to. We look. We said it before. We seen them play right after the yeah, preseason yeah, yeah. that they've had, where they barely did anything. After seeing what I've seen, I do think that we could win this match. I do. Um, and talking about fall, um, you know, I think about it, and I'm, I'm hearing you guys thinking all every time I hear y'all talk about fall of how much of a bulldog he is. It also makes me think of Escobar, and I think how lucky we are to have Escobar and fall on the yeah. back line and how they am to like, can you imagine a person really trying to run in between them two and just getting a good elbow? Oh yeah. No, face? I mean, like, no. bro, no. this is really what you choose to do right now. You want to run in between both of us here? Just take this little elbow right now. I'll give it to you and get that yellow. Cause it's an accident. And then, We'll have to deal with that later on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm okay with that. They're both bulldogs. I love the, I love the fight in both of them. I said how much I liked the fight in fall last year. Seeing what I yeah. seen from Escobar really pumped me up for what I get to see from him. And, um, yeah, man, I could deal with it. I could deal with having Escobar and fall on the back line and feeling confident. Now, look, Eric, you said something, and it's true. Both of them have a – a very likelihood to be suspended at some point in this season for a red card. It's most likely going to happen to one or the other, right? But I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. No, it's well, I mean, doesn't cost us the game against Carson, yeah. right? It was something no, yeah, like, yeah, tragic yeah. No, like no, no, that. Like, you know the video, like, red card. The the, you know, you, you live by you the know. sword, you just die say. by the sword. It's just, it's just how it goes. You need because to, red you cards need to help. can be tragic too. I don't it like can. red cards. Yeah, they change the complexion of the game. There goes the stats. There go your bats. But you Everything know what goes I mean, because bro. like we yeah. talked, you know, we talked about this. Eleven. We talked about this endlessly last season. How we were sick of seeing our guys get pushed around by the other teams and fouled. That's you know, that's and that's all. the thing. Okay, if, if you yeah, need to you have can't your guys are going to get and then okay. go pray about it. And like what he did is it was immature and could have cost us the game. That's true. So. I hope he's getting his ass ripped and handed to him and basically said, you cannot do that, man, or I will bench your ass for half of the season because it could have cost us a game, right? He goes off. It's a different game. 
all bets are off. All bets are off. You got a sub out. Now Vela's unhappy. Who do you take out? You know what? And suddenly we're coming out of a tie. See the parenting differences over here, guys. I'm panicking yeah. already. No red cards, guys. Spoil a child. Yeah, you know. I just had um, this terrible, terrible you thing. You know what? Already. What's going to happen is is Fall is going to start getting that reputation of of being a bit of a cement head and. Guys, when People they're going to like, they're mm-hmm. going to start getting doubts, you know, That's like, you, you know, physical intimidation in games by center backs is something that helps win matches, you know, and that's... Well, he needs to keep praying. Because that's what yeah, he did. What, he what went comes, back and started you know, praying. And I'm like, good, man, keep praying. Don't do that again. But something you something you talk about, Celso, that I, I you know, I kind of want to jump back to is was the first 20 minutes of the match, you know, like, and, and I wonder if this is an aspect of it. A lot of teams, and I, you know, I see this with other teams and other leagues, they really spend the first like 10 to 20 minutes kind of feeling Studying out the opponent. Each other. They, mm-hmm. they keep everything very mellow, very basic, and they kind of let the mm-hmm. opponent start to show them what they're going to do. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the first 20 minutes, Colorado had a few somewhat dangerous attacks. And and then... Yeah, no, actually, they, minutes, they were pretty meaningless. If you look at the G-plus game flow, yeah. I, 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 I put out, like, the bigger chance was ours in the 13th minute. We actually had a pretty good chance, and we yeah. started, like, sort of imposing but, ourselves they were just we had, were not trying they had that chances hard. though they had some fairly dangerous breaks that they didn't they didn't do with them what they could have done and tried to punish us but yeah. you know i think that first 20 minutes we kind of got a feeling of what they were trying to do and we were able to adjust and like smother it you know so Quickly, yeah. yeah i wonder yeah. if portland will be similar we're going to see the first 15 20 minutes and they're going to kind of play very just bland just kind of stay back and they're just going to try to understand what Portland's doing. And then they're, then they're going to adjust and, and go after it. Like, I'm kind of interested to see if that's what Dolo ball is going to be for us. Well, yeah, they come, they're coming here, out of a battle, said, man. Someone said up here it was going to be a three zero. I shared it earlier. I didn't get to read it because we were talking about it. They said they, they predicted a three zero, which, Hey, that would be amazing. And then, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Soccer USA said, hey, Chicho and B-Rod, they both have something really to prove come Sunday. So watch out, Bank. It can catch on fire. Listen. Yeah, B-Rod has two assists in this series. So we're looking to him to continue his success. And I said, I was critical of him. I thought he was really quiet and reverted back to the old B-Rod. We don't want that. You let Brian and you let Chicho catch fire with Vela and all the other parts behind him. This team wins the cup. You heard it here. I'm saying it right now. I'm looking down there. I'm looking. Wins the cup. They catch fire. So they got to catch fire. All right. That's, hey, that's my prediction. They got to catch fire. Again. <laughs> hey, oh, I said they got to catch it in order to get it. I think it. so. Right? Hey, well, but you also want to catch it at the right time, right? Um, right you want to be consistent. Yeah, no, you want to no. keep winning, yeah. but you don't want to peak too early. Um, no, and you you want, but you want to have is, a winning so, attitude at home. A winning I'm not, attitude I'm not at even, home. I'm not even being funny when and I be say a fighter it, on the road. If you really do think about last year, we did start catching fire at the right time. It was a little, it was a few games too late. Had we had, you know, we did start getting, like, we missed the playoff. We caught fire and then Bradley. But we didn't have firepower. Our firepower was. No, you see what I'm saying. Though. You know we what I mean? It was Raheem the Dream trying to make runs of, and then shooting the ball. Where, uh. Yeah, but I'm more saying Arango, like, started started getting us some, some yes, rolling absolutely. in the right direction is all I'm getting at. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if we could put it together after the summer and make sure that we're in a great form and we're running well and we're not losing any games. And that's, that's really when you want to catch fire. You don't want to start losing and, 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 
in the summer, you know, because by then, by by the time playoffs come around, you're already way too. I'm far still cautiously optimistic, right? We beat Austin two nothing, and we beat Colorado two to one. A go from Corey Baird, and I wasn't just suddenly think we were going to win a cup, but it does feel different. It does feel bigger. It does feel like we've addressed some of the concerns. We did not get scored. We got the shutdown, shutout, which was a huge, huge sign of relief to me <laughs> that we already got that out of this way, out, out of this. So, already have a shutout. And uh, I think we snake. can win games now both ways, right? Maybe we can win with defense some games. That's right. And maybe we can win with offense. Like, That's right. We can't expect Vela hat tricks all the time. No. Um, Come on, man. That was a treat. But maybe that every so gift. often, you know, he will. That was a but, I, but, but I want to make sure that in the 90th minute, when Reynoso is coming down, you know, we'll split him half, leave him, leave him on the ground, get a yellow card, but we'll come out with a win, right? That's you right. don't let him score. That's right. Um, well, man, I had fun today. I know we, uh, we went a little over. I hope that's okay. But, you know, we got to talk about Portland. We had to talk about all the people. We didn't really get to all the numbers that we wanted to get because we were just so amped up talking about nah, the beautiful okay. game. Um, but you know, look, man, this is the thing that we're going to do, right? We're, we're going to come here and we're going to give our passion. We're going to talk about it. Appreciate the people chiming in over here and giving us their, it's, it's great being able to read the comments and chat with you guys. Um, and listen, come and follow us on, uh, you know, all the social medias, uh, please like us on YouTube, you know, hit that notification button. We're live every, every Monday, eight o'clock. We have a spaces at four o'clock. Make sure you come in and join. Our whole platform is about speaking the truth, good or bad. So that's what you're going to get here at this pod. Um, www.voicesoftheblackandgold.com. All cool articles, man. Go check it out. A lot coming with that website, man. Just wait. Don't you wait. We're just getting started there. Something you guys should check out. For sure. Uh, fantasy. We're playing fantasy, man. Uh, on, also does some bets and um, and uh, all that. Uh, my, my fantasy Wee. was all right. Hey, guess what? I was over 500, baby. My, my fantasy was exactly all right. No I was money. at second place until the last <laughs> Nashville game. I fell down to fifth. Uh, Jose. Jose won. Um, he's the leader of this week. So, Jose, congratulations. I'm coming after you, buddy. By the way, your last retweet. Nick is magic. Yeah. You should Which say one? that. Which one? Which is, is it? MLS should have Monday night football. Football. Give me the best matchup of the week. Oh, imagine I, I repaired that. It wasn't mine. Ima- I, I know you did, and this is what I'm saying. I just read it, and I think yeah. it's worth just being sad because yeah. I would be just just salivating. Yeah, I love it. Football. I shared it. I thought that was a great tweet. Please go retweet this guy's tweet on my. I'll, I'll retweet done. it again if you guys have it. Please retweet it. The guy was genius on it. Um, but, yeah, man, listen, all the social medias, and like I said, um, uh, fantasy, we're having fun with it. Jose, good job. Uh, Celso has a thing on Thursday. He's going to talk about some bets, and uh, we get into a little bit of fantasy stuff there, which is always fun and cool. It's it being a good time. Eric, I know that you missed your bet at the end, but you got it for the third. For the, for the <laughs> I, I forgot to pick on the first day, so all I had is a Sunday match. That's but. all right. Uh, but, yeah, man, I've enjoyed this. Thank you guys for chatting with me about this game that we love all so much in this club, man. I, I enjoy it. I look forward to it. And, um, yeah, we'll keep on. Come Portland game. I hope we get that win. Uh, don't look forward to having a loss. There is no way at the Bank of three California we, we will lock it down. No, we three need three points. more, baby. Three points. Here strong. we go. That's what's up. And, Let's uh, go. Yo, man, you guys all have a great, great rest of your night.
Thanks for watching.